I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to part two of Vicky Patterson The Secret. I am here with the lovely Chris from Love Island. Hello, Chris. Hi. I'm here still. I came back. He did. He, he went against his word. Do you hate it when I call you Chris from Love Island? Because, I mean, you're so much more than Chris from Love Island. Should I? Oh, thank you. Um, no, I don't I don't mind it, but, I, yeah, I, I could do without it, okay. to be honest. I prefer Christopher, to be fair, but nobody ever listens to that. Can I actually just say, I was um, sending my sound tech your um, email this morning, and you're Christopher Rupert. Mm. Is that your name? Yeah, you should see, you should see my other... My other no. email address, it's uh, sexybadboy6969 at gmail.com. Oh, brilliant. I didn't want to give him that one. I thought that might have been a bit weird. No, I, I feel like that's excellent. You should use that no, as your uh, professional Rupert, one. Rupert is a, yeah, <laughs> Rupert is a, uh, a, a name that I made up because my name is Christopher James Taylor. And mm. to me, that is, I've got three fucking first names. Thank you, <laughs> mum and dad. Appreciate that. Um, and it's kind of dry. I've got three very Christian names. Mm. Um, and I just thought, do you know what? Snaz it up a little bit. So mm-hmm. my Facebook name for like 10 years, don't have Facebook anymore. I had to delete it before I went on Love Island, just in case. Um, <laughs> my Facebook name was Christopher James Rupert Taylor. So Christopher Rupert is just an email address that was available at the time. But uh, yeah, people are, are really confused by that. Oh, I thought it was your middle name and I got really excited. I like the bear. Yeah, no, it is, no it's not. I don't like my name that much, to be fair. I wish it was something else, but... You, I like it. The one you, got in your... you sound so posh. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. It's like I'm... Weird that I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> You're just a little northern scumbag like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I have been dying to ask you something. I spoke to you yesterday. I'm speaking to you today. I can no longer keep it in. Yeah. Are you getting with Maura or not? Tell me. <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell me. No, 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 we're not. We're not. Uh, I'm me not convinced. And Maura are very, very. <laughs> I'm not convinced, Chris. No, I think you'd be the, the best is, couple. We're... Yeah, potentially, but um, oh. we've never really thought about it like that. We're just, we're just really good mates. We're like just super close. Um, care, well, we care about each other. Like we look out for each other. Um, we basically like bully each other i don't think we ever say anything nice to each other's faces but that's just sort of like our banter in it like mm. she's irish and that's like the irish banter and that's my kind of banter anyway so if you were around us together you'd be like these two fucking hate each other <laughs> but um we don't we like each other as mates um and the thing is you know it's it's never really been 
it's never something that's like crossed our minds and I think it wouldn't happen for the fact that like we wouldn't want to lose the friendship do you know what I mean and I get that we just don't see each other that way so we're uh we're, we're platonic as they say platonic friends I get that but I, I mean I've got loads of lad mates who I could never sort of even entertain the idea of doing anything with because like you say like the hard to come by friends of the opposite sex and you don't want to ruin it and stuff but like I just want to plant this little yeah. seed here like as an outsider right. totally neutral looking in I met Pamora once and she is one of the best looking women I've ever seen in real life like I was I felt like I'm at her and Curtis at the same time and like I didn't even look at him mm. like I just stared at Mora <laughs> the entire time I was like you Jesus Christ woman like were you made in a lab like she's unbelievable yes. and if you and her were to get together your babies would be both stunning and smart and oh, also funny so and like I could be a godmother and oh god just think of it nah. think of it man oh you'd just be the genetical potential there is stupid it's ridiculous that's all I'm gonna say yeah yeah okay all that's right. all I'm going to say on the matter. It's good to get your opinion on it, Vic. <laughs> I don't like to sit on the fence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't think you'd hold back, to be honest. <laughs> so, yeah, just putting it out It's there. not in your nature, is nah, it? Nah, <laughs> nah. I like to call a spade a spade, and I would like to see you two shag. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. But come on. I think it'd just be weird if we did, to be honest. Well, never say never. I'm just going to leave that there. Give our listeners something to think about. <laughs> <laughs> what is your relationship like, history like, Chris? Because obviously you left, you left Love Island with Harley, I think it was. Yeah. Oh, you've got to think for Geordie Birds, yeah. haven't you? Amber, Harley. <laughs> yeah, true, actually. Yeah, got a little, um, bit of, little bit of a type going on there. Relationship so. history. Mm. Yeah, maybe a little bit, yeah. Just a bit too late, son. You guys can't see, but I'm flicking my eyebrows at Vicky right now. <laughs> and I'm pleased Urkan's not in, because I'm so hot under the collar. <laughs> I've, lo- I've lured her in. She's locked in. <laughs> Tell me about your relationship on, what, what history. Your, what's your actual question, then? So relationship I, history. Yeah, are you, um, a, are you like a relationship uh, guy, or do you like to play the field? Like, what's your vibe, mate? I've gone through phases. Um, I've had probably, t- probably, I'd say two serious relationships in my life. Um, one lasted nine months in uni, but oh. say nine months, we basically spent every day of our lives together because we was in uni, had nothing else to do. Um, so that was a lot longer in actual, that yeah. was probably the equivalent of about a two or three year relationship. It's like and a Love Island relationship, isn't it? It's like accelerating. Yeah, yeah, it was intense. Mm. It was intense. Um, and my last relationship was when I was sort of like 25, mm. um, 24, 25, and that lasted for about 18 months, but it was kind of killed by distance because she moved to Bournemouth. Oh, God. And I lived in Leeds, so that is an absolute trek. That's uh, five hours each way on yeah. a train. And then but I, it was just daft. Like, we lived so far apart that when we saw each other, you, ne- you never get to have, like, the little bickers that, mm. get the, that get the arguments out of the way. So when we had an argument, it just been massively explosive, oh. and it just got to the point where it was like, do you know what? I think we should maybe just... Uh, just stop this so we did um, long distance and then i've been single ever since oh. so yeah i've just yeah i've just been doing doing my bit for society um, <laughs> what the hell does that even yeah. mean <laughs> i don't know i didn't, I didn't it just came out my mouth i don't i don't know what that means you've been um, sewing your single oats yeah just have you been sewing your single oats yeah. Yeah. yeah of course yeah what else am i meant to do 
Your young free and single. I'm going to sit on my hand until it goes numb and then rub one out. I honestly have never known of a boy admitting to do that. Do have you ever done that? No, no, I don't. It's called it's called the stranger, and I don't I don't like the idea of that. I think the name is super creepy. The name would put me off. Exactly, the name creeps me out. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't do that. So you're single at the moment, but you're happy being single. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really content with my my single life at the moment. Like, I'm probably getting to the stage now where I'm like, yeah, okay, I, I could probably, I could probably like have a relationship now. I go, I go in and out of phases. Sometimes, like, yeah, I want a relationship. Sometimes, like, no, I actually love doing whatever I want. But I think I've just got to find the right person that lets me do whatever I want. Doesn't get weirded out by the stuff that I do. Mm. Um, not that I'm. That sounded wrong in in the context of, of ranking. Um, I'm digging a hole. No, no strangers. Um, no strangers. There. Just like you don't like the weird videos and stuff like that, and weird like I haven't got many weird habits. Oh, I talk to myself a lot, but apart from that, um, just somebody like gets me type thing. I think. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know what we're talking about now. I've, I've lost. I've lost my train of thought. I'm just babbling and just talking about wanking too much. I think. <laughs> don't worry. Like you obviously haven't listened to my podcast. Most people do this. This is the part where it descends into that anyway. So. Oh right, sweet. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think. I think finding the right person is like super hard and you shouldn't rush it. I know I feel um, in this industry in particular, um, it's very difficult to find someone that you you think you can trust with sort of all the things you're going through and and the new situation you're in. And Mm. and you're very like, and I hope you don't think this sounds patronizing, but you're dead fresh to this. So I feel like it is quite a difficult thing to navigate initially. So yeah, mate, take your time, do you? No, it is, it is. Yeah, you really don't know kind of like what's going on when you come out of the villa and obviously you get this this weird life thrust upon you. Um, and then you, I don't know, you kind of have to go back to the drawing board with like trusting people and stuff like that. You don't know whether people's intentions are, are pure and things like that. So you, you're navigating all of that random stuff. Mm. It's just kind of weird. And I think like coming out of Love Island, like obviously going into Love Island, I was looking for a relationship, but then coming out, you, your perspective kind of changes because you have to adjust to this new way of being and it's kind of a bit odd and it's kind of sort of like uncharted territory and you just need time to get used to that a little bit um, and learn the tricks of how to read people and, and see what they're in it for by things they're saying and things they do and do you know what I mean? That kind of stuff. So yeah, it's, I think I'm about there, to be honest. It's been a year now, isn't it? Yeah. Get over it. No, it's about time. Get yourself an okay mag deal. Yeah. Pull a bird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you, everyone talks so much about how reality TV has changed their life and wouldn't be yeah. where I am now that this amazing platform. And I completely like agree with that. Like I've yeah. so fortunate from all of the things, from the opportunity of Geordie Shaw to end up where I am now. Um, but people often yeah. don't talk about some of the pitfalls of um, reality TV. Yeah. And quite frankly, you cannot talk about Love Island in this day and age without addressing some of the more negative things that have come off the back of it. We've obviously lost a couple of yeah. amazing young people. Um, and I don't yeah. think it's entirely in part to the show. I'm not saying that at all. But you can't ignore mm. that there are there is a, <clears throat> a strong connection. Um, how yeah. did Love Island reality TV being famous affect your mental health? Oh. That's actually a really tough question. I'm um, sorry. I knew it was going to be, but I want to know. And you're so honest. <laughs> I just felt like I could ask. Um, I've always been quite stable mentally anyway. I wouldn't have gone on the show if 
I didn't think I could handle it and I wouldn't have been let on the show if I couldn't handle it as per very, very smart psychologists' assessments. Um, I think coming out, it is really, really difficult at first. Um, You have to adjust to things. Uh, But what I will say for ITV and the welfare side of things is they do absolutely nail it. Like I had a, um, I had, I've got a bit of anxiety. I've kind of got to the point where I can manage it now because, Mm -hmm. Um, because of the show, so mm-hmm. it's it's a really good thing that I I I faced all of those things that I was worried about and come out yeah. the other side, and now I'm, I'm kind of like a much more confident person for it. But they really sort of take care of you. Now I had a treadmill because I said like the way I deal with my anxiety is I run every day, um, and they put a treadmill in there for me. Oh, that's um, so they lovely. Really, they, 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 yeah, I know. Yeah, um, and you know, like since coming out, I've got I've got two psychologists. I see one sort of like every every couple of weeks, and one twice a year for a bigger check-in is this through the show chris or is this like off your own back through the show yeah yeah sorry yeah yeah itv cover that um wow and you know you have you have a certain amount of sessions and then you speak to psychologists and say i want more sessions and they get you more sessions and you know they they just keep they keep doing that and i think it's daft to not take free psychiatry because it's it's expensive and it's really bloody helpful even if you i just talk to her i just say things from my face at her face and um i don't know why i explained it like that everyone gets what talking <laughs> is and um <laughs> and and yeah it's just really helpful to have something to vent and it's kind of made me better at talking about my feelings because obviously i don't really know her i trust her because i know that it's all totally confidential we can't go anywhere um but it's it's made me better at, at talking about my feelings and that i think i'd probably be saying something very different if they hadn't taken care of it the way that they have i think they've absolutely nailed the welfare side of things and obviously that's something that's changed because of the horrific things that have happened to some people on the show um and you know they have a duty of care to to make sure that it's it's managed um you know the the sudden fame and there's no other situation in that exists that i'm aware of at the moment apart from love island and very very similar shows where you go from literally just abject obscurity to huge fame yeah overnight chris overnight absolutely yeah it never it doesn't happen it doesn't happen on like i mean geordie shaw was probably slow growth for you oh such a slow burn i mean it fucking took us five years man. yeah yeah i was in i was in love island for 15 days jesus and that's that's the difference yeah that that's the difference between that show and you know, there's some other similar shows that are coming out now that are probably going to have the same impact. But none of them are done in the way that Love Island is, as in it's recorded and then a day later you get the episode. It's yeah. live turnaround. You go in and then you come out and it's a different world. None of them sit like that apart from Love Island. So you know they've had to take precautions and they've done a really good job of of getting it down. And they literally um, before when I was on on the call, I had a phone call off one of the welfare team. They ring you all the time. So you've got the welfare team that ring you all the time, check you're all right. You've got your psychologist, you've got a second psychologist. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they've they've really sort of dealt with, with that side of things. And fingers crossed, they've done enough to prevent anything like that happening again. Because it's just an absolute travesty. I, I, I mean, I agree. And I think you, you dealt with that so eloquently, Chris. So thank you. I knew you'd be the right person to ask. But it's very reassuring to Thanks. know that ITV are taking the necessary precautions to look after people like yourself. Because, um, yeah, we don't, yeah. Want, we don't want any more horrific tragedy. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Um, you say that, oh, I was only in there for 15 days, which for someone like me who spent five years slogging our guts out on Geordie Shore, slut dropping and drinking Jaeger bombs, it's an absolute <laughs> punch in the dick to hear, like, you just went 15 days, balls to the wall, like, massive fame when you come out. But you'd think what goes up that fast must come down that fast, but evidently sure. not. You should be proud Thank of yourself. You, I'm kind of. Should I pat myself <laughs> on the back? Yeah, do it. Sit on your hand though first so it feel like someone else is doing it. <laughs> the stranger. <laughs> so do you love your career now? Are you pleased with yourself? What is it you want to do with all this fame and following you've got? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I love what I do right now. So most of the stuff that I do right now is a mix of presenting and content creation. The main thing that I want to do is presenting. I want to be like a fully fledged presenter on a TV channel. Um and it doesn't really matter what the nature of the show is. Hopefully, it's something funny. Um, but I've, you know, I, I, as you know, I've done screen tests for certain things that uh, <laughs> that could have been really good, but didn't I happen. Know. We won't mention the channel. Damn it! Um, you missed a but, trick uh, there, yeah, though. <laughs> yeah, massive trick. Um, but um, yeah, so that's the kind of thing that I'm focusing on. So as I said I'm sort of like I've written a podcast. Um, I'm thinking about what other things I can do in the presenting space to to work towards getting that, that thing and obviously covid's kind of got in the way of screen tests and stuff like that so it's mm. in the meantime it's like what else can i do to to get things moving in that sense but obviously i'll, I'll present wakey which we had you on yesterday mm-hmm. which was very entertaining so. tell everybody a little bit about wakey please because i love being on yesterday and i think it's such a great concept yeah okay so basically wakey is uh, an app that you download it's an alarm clock when the alarm goes off it is a 10 minute breakfast show uh, that's kind of got a slant of mental health. It's kind of built around the mental health concepts, but it's very entertaining. We don't take ourselves too serious on it. There's a lot of jokes. There's a lot of innuendos. Um, <laughs> and it's presented by me and a lovely drag queen called Ginger Johnson, uh, who we'd never, you know, we'd like, if we go back sort of like 26 weeks ago, we'd never met each other. We just got, we got in a room together. They screen tested us and there was just like this weird amount of chemistry, which you don't often get when people don't know each other. Do you know what I mean? Similar to the chemistry that we had when we screen tested Vic. But I was just going to say, yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it's it's kind of yeah, it's a mental health thing. It's all about. I know personally from from my perspective, um, when I wake up in the morning, it's like my worst 
point of the day. Like I really, I have to have a, like a really strong routine to get in, to actually wake up. Do you know what I mean? That's why when you said to me, can we record this at 10.30 in the morning uh, at uh, quarter to 12 last night? I was like, absolutely not. Because by that point, I won't have been for a run, done a workout, meditated. I've got to do all these random things. So in that sense, uh, it's actually really helpful. It's a, just a fun way to wake up in the morning. It's a fun little alarm clock. And they've done sort of like, uh, what's it called? They've done like tests on the effectiveness of it. And they've, they've proved that there's an upward curve. People are feeling happier and better in the morning, enjoying enjoying their lives more. There's the better mental health because of it. And, you know, we've got like, it's backed by science, the things that we say. We're not just talking <laughs> out of our asses. I mean, obviously, I'll make a lot of jokes that where well, I am talking out my ass. But, um, you know, it's backed by NHS doctors. Uh, it's all it's all written by professional people that know what they're talking about. We have a psychologist on every Wednesday to talk through things. We have loads of guests like yourself. And I don't know, like, what did you think? Do you, do you have fun on it yesterday? So I had a super good time yesterday. And also, like, when you left, I, I, I worked all afternoon. I had a photo shoot. And I was speaking to, like, my makeup artist, my hairstylist, about it, and I was like, it's such a good idea. Like, I can't believe someone hasn't done it sooner like my apple alarm clock goes off and i'm instantly filled with dread and anxiety oh that noise is horrific oh it's anxiety inducing ain't it it's the worst and you just dread your day (laughs) yeah very sexual yeah but you do you like hate your day like before it's even started you're stressed and you feel you feel like your sleep's been rudely interrupted so no i feel like the idea yeah. of waking it up, waking up to something that's positive and fun and with voices that you recognise is such a wonderful idea, and I wish you every success with it, mate. Yeah. You're one of the people who deserves it, really deserves it. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You so much. Very kind of you. <laughs> well, before we go, Chris, I just wanted to first of all say you've been a delight, and I really love you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I love you too. Don't tell her, can. <laughs> I will. Secondly, the podcast is, of course, called Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. So when me and my producer mm. were talking about what your secret could be, God, we had so many different ideas pop mm. into our head because you do quite a lot of stuff well. We didn't know whether it was going to be the secret Thank to surviving you. social media or whether it was going to be the secret to having an overnight success, which, of course, you were completely catapulted to after Love Island. But mm. after chatting to you today... Um, and hearing some of your really insightful insights, I suppose, on self-confidence. We have settled on Vicky Patterson, The Secret to Self-Confidence. How do you feel about that? Okay. Yeah? Yeah, fine. I can give that a bash. Go on, babe. So what is Um, your secret to self-confidence, hon? God, there's so many different elements to it, I guess. (laughs) So many different angles. I literally don't know where to start. Um... You talked before about not having a lot when you were growing up. And to me, you've always come across as someone who's just really comfortable in their own skin. And I think that's a very important, like, growth you've had there. No, I've got it. I know what it is. Go on, Bill. Go on. So so this is is just kind of like the person that I've always been, right? Um, but you can, people people can do this. Do you know what I mean? It's it's not a bit. It's not hard for anyone to do. It's not like I was born with this talent or anything. All it is, right, is throughout my entire life, I've I've put myself in uncomfortable situations. I do it constantly. I I was I'd say quite shy as a kid. Um, and then, you know, I had I had mates that were sort of like really extrovert and I was like, my best mate was a massive extrovert when I was sort of like 15, 16. Um, and he brought me out of my shell loads. 
And he would do things that I would literally like look at and think, how the fuck are you doing? That's so fucking scary. <laughs> um, and it, like, and he kind of like goaded me into doing things. And ever since then, like I've just always put myself in a situation where I feel outside of my comfort zone. And then you move your comfort zone back every time you do that. And I think the biggest thing was Love Island. That was like the ultimate thing. I was like, I'm never going to be better as a person until I can move my comfort zone back like i didn't i used to do i when i was in sales i didn't even like public speaking like i didn't i wasn't good at it for a while and i learned how to do that by putting myself in that situation and failing and and getting practicing and getting better at it so i think confidence is some people have it some people have it innately some people have to build it and i think if you come from a background of not really having it and building it you kind of become um a like a different level really because do you know what I mean you've honed it you've been through things to get to that level of ability mm-hmm. and that level of confidence it's not it's not often something that you just get mm-hmm. it's, you you work on it and I've always been the type of person that works on myself like when I was in sales I used to read loads of sales psychology books mm-hmm. um I read endless amounts of self-help books <laughs> and a lot of people are going to think that's really fucking sad no. but let me tell you if you're not working on your personality mm-hmm. like what are you actually doing in your life if you're not working on yourself like that's what's so important like mm-hmm. literally take some time to better yourself as a person because looks will fucking fade your personality <laughs> will last forever so don't go out and start getting lip fillers and your ears moved around and chin fillers and all that kind of <laughs> shit. Work on your personality because your personality is what fucking matters oh, um, and how good a person you are and all that kind of stuff. So fuck the superficial bollocks because it is literally bollocks. <laughs> um, and focus on... I'm proper ranting it. No, focus on yourself as a person and developing, you know, all the different parts of your personality. I've always done that. And that's kind of how I've got to this point in my life now where... Like if I, if I if I said to twenty year old me, you're gonna to want to be a presenter in your life, I'd be like, fuck that, that's scary as fuck. <laughs> but um, I've gently got myself, and I could have done this in a more extreme way than I have, but I've gently moved my my um, my comfort zone back and back and back and back, and then going on Love Island just fucking imploded it. And now I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> like I will literally do things on my social media that I would never dream that I'd actually do. I literally just don't really care what people think. And that's where you need, that's where like you need to get to really. Yeah. I have Very days liberating. Where I do, but most Very of the time I don't. Sorry, I probably set a land speed record for swearing. <laughs> oh Passion. Do, Passion coming through. Do you want me to, for starters, you're on my podcast, no one could ever swear more than me. And secondly, like, it was lovely to hear you be so, so invested and so passionate about something. But it's right, like, quite often mm. in life, and I love, I wish someone had told my 20-year-old self this, like, I used to think self-confidence yeah. would come from when I was, like, really, when I was, like, the perfect size or when my hair was perfect or when I had the perfect yeah. face. Or, it doesn't. No. Self-confidence comes yeah. from accepting who you doesn't. are and being a good person. And yeah. I can't, I can't say, I can't agree with you enough, Chris. I can't tell you how much what you just said resonated with me. Work on yourself. Mm. Do things that are good for your soul. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I agree. Self-love yeah. will absolutely follow. Yeah, 100%. You're the best. You're the best. Thank you. You're the best. No, you're the best. Thank you so much for coming on today. You're the best. (laughs)
You're welcome. You're very welcome. I know you're a busy man. I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you enjoy your day. But I'm just all that's left to say is like thank you. Um, and I really hope you have a very long and successful career and realise all your dreams of being a TV presenter because the British TV landscape would be worse for not having you. <laughs> thank you very much. You're Absolute pleasure, Vic. Nice to speak to you. Take care, Petal. Take care. Go put See a fucking soon. shirt on, Bye. will you? Go put a shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is it for Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. And I really hope you enjoyed listening this week. I know I had a ball making it. Chris is such a sweetheart, isn't he? Like a secret sweetheart. Who would have thought it? Love Island star. Anyway, if you are loving the series, then please do all of the normal podcasty things. Subscribe, leave a review, tell your mates. We've recently just added an email so you can tell us if there's anything you're particularly loving about the podcast or anything you're not loving. Honestly, leave your constructive criticisms there. We aren't sensitive. So if you have have anything in particular to say the email is vicky patterson podcast at gmail.com and i just want to give a huge shout out to two lovely girls who left proper nice messages on there so sarah chloe you know who you guys are it meant the world to me to receive your messages so thanks very much guys keep listening and enjoying the podcast and i'll see you all next week Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 